Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You're invited if you want to join us here on this New Year's Day edition, the very first episode of 2022. Welcome to it. You ruined my dad joke. I was going to say, I feel like I haven't been here all year. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ruin that. You could have totally just said that. In fact, you did. I did. So, uh, 603-283-6160 with you tonight. It's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass is also here. So we do this thing seven nights a week, and uh, we're live on Saturday. So we're here. If You you know, a lot of, a lot of shows take uh, holidays off. You guys came in. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having a show. Uh, yeah, we do that. And there's a lot to talk about, including suicide pods. Uh, uh, 3D printed suicide pods even better we'll get into that what that really means i don't know i'm i'm new to the the concept of a suicide pod uh so that's on the way here tonight plus you've got dystopia for everyone uh by the way uh it's ian peakless mountaineer and the captain in the studio peakless you've got something tonight about fauci and darpa i sure do and it's really ugly i guess It, it is and it is just kind of astonishing there is a, a story that I've been actually holding on to for a couple of weeks, waiting for you to, to be here and to have a chance to talk about Aww. it. Because We call this sandbagging. We had uh, Adam Kokesh on last week. You couldn't make it in. It actually worked out fine because Kokesh ended up co-hosting with us for the, the whole time. And he's a bit of a talker. So if you missed that episode, you want to hear what happened with Adam Almost Kokesh. Almost like he's used to running his own show or something. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, great yeah. at it. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you've been curious about what happened with Adam Kokesh and uh, going to jail for 12 days on psilocybin charges to only have them dropped... Uh, then you should go and uh, download that episode over at freetalklive.com from last Saturday. But in the news a couple of weeks ago, and you know, you probably heard this, but as I predicted, the federal appeals court has reinstated Biden's vaccine mandate for private businesses mm-hmm. with more than, what was it, 100 employees or something like that. And I, I specifically wanted you to be here for it because you were the one celebrating the uh, the court decision that initially had put a stay on it. And they're appealing it to the Ninth Circuit Appeal Court. This was the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, so you wouldn't be able to appeal to uh, the Ninth. They're going to the Supreme Court at this point. Well, so, uh, I mean, that, that side of it is moving it to the Supreme Court, but it's also being appealed in the Ninth Circuit Court now. Oh, so there's a different case right. that's uh, that's running as well? Right. None, so, none of this is appealing to me. So, at the, moment, <laughs> at the moment, it's still something that you have no legal obligation to follow. Well, I don't think you would have a legal obligation to follow anything these people say. A I mean, legal the- obligation? You just don't respect a legal obligation because they're immoral legal obligations. That, that's right, yeah. I don't think people should obey these people. I don't think that they should do what they're told. Uh, and that's really the, the reason why we're in a, the position we're in today, where all these companies just do everything that the government wants them to do. And so that's why we've got tyranny, because it, a lot of it's being enforced by these mega corporations. But uh, there's an update to this story, and this just came out apparently today... From the Washington Post, the Biden administration told the Supreme Court this week on Thursday that federal law gives it the authority to impose a nationwide vaccine or testing requirement for large employers. And the court should not stand in the way of a program that will save thousands of lives. Quote, the nation is facing an unprecedented pandemic, which seems to be a lot like the common cold. Show me where it says anywhere in you know anything resembling the Bill of Rights or the Constitution that gives the federal government authority to do anything like this. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't. exist. 
Well, commerce. It's the commerce clause. Everything is commerce. <laughs> Everything is interstate commerce. Everything. I don't participate in commerce. Mm, well, as they define it in their own weird, archaic, non-English language, uh, uh, you do. Because everything is commerce. No, they're, I don't. They're going to say corporations oh, you don't buy things? I, I only participate in transactions. That, that they consider to be commerce. They're going to say that corporations are certainly involved in commerce and that this applies to corporations. I, know, I get it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, so, and, and a lot of this comes back to something that I've kind of been poking at around the edges for a long time about, well, maybe you shouldn't have formed these corporations because in at least some sense, by forming these corporations, you are giving them the legitimate authority to tell you what to do with these corporations. Because you asked for permission to exist yeah. in the first place as a corporation. Yeah. Now, a company is a different thing. Now, That's right. Yeah. You, you can be That's performing. Yes, you can be performing your business as a corporation or not. You could just have your business without having incorporated it. But you decided that, well, it's worth it to me to uh, create this legal shield in case someone sues me. They've made it difficult, though. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree, but they've made it very difficult because, you know, in order to open a bank account, you kind of need to have a corporation. Now, you could say, okay, let's open it as a trade name or something like that, and then that's not exactly the same thing as a corporation. But, man, it's not like something. It's not like you can just waltz into a bank and say, I'd like to open a bank account under this name and show them no paperwork from the government whatsoever. So they, they have made it very, very difficult for well, people one, to do business. One of the easiest ways to side to sideline that is if you use your last name and then say the name of your of your business – and they can write it out to, uh, you know, Freeman... Uh, uh, widgets. Freeman Widgets. Mm -hmm. So if, if you run Freeman Widgets and I write you a check to Freeman Widgets, you can cash that at Ian Freeman's bank account. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure about it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would be interested in hearing what a banker has to say about that because I think some banks are going to be a little more strict. I mean, there's, there's definitely a, a legal argument to be made that since you have rights to that name. So that's the thing. Like the all of the rights that one has to a corporation, you already have to your name. I mean, your name is a form of intellectual property that you have the recognized rights over. I mean, that's part of the whole thing with the birth certificate is that you own that name. So if I go around, uh, for example, if I say Ian Freeman said X, Y, and Z, like that is uh, that is considered slander because I am misusing your property. I don't have the right to do that. Hmm. I think that if you went into a bank and tried to cash a check for, you know, peakless mountaineer climbing or whatever. I, I don't think they would take it. Well, that's not what's on my birth certificate. But if I used the last name that's on my birth certificate. I know. I wasn't using your name. Uh, but if you were it. to use your name and then some other you know words after that, I think they would tell you you've got to have a, tr a trade name, that you have to have a corporation. There has to be a business account open in order to take that check. Uh, banks are not – it's not like they were 20 years ago before 9-11. You know, so I, well, I, I don't on the know other about hands, the have to part. You could also just skip that entirely. You could get the – app on your phone that runs credit cards and just run their card yourself have well, it go like that yeah that there is, are ways of with... conducting business but then you have to have something behind that that's like a like a paypal or something like that uh, in order to get a merchant acceptance 
you need a merchant account at a bank if you're going to take credit cards directly and you want to have a POS I've system. I've taken credit cards. I just had my own regular uh, credit card or uh, uh, credit union account, mm-hmm. and I had had my app mm-hmm. go directly to my uh, credit union account. There was no problem. There. Okay, good, cool. All right, you made you made it work. There are ways. Yeah, it's it's yeah, not to, it's to not do that. hard. There yeah. are ways of conducting business, but um, like before, I'm not saying that you get nothing for incorporating. I'm not saying that you yeah. aren't paid off for this choice. I'm saying that there's uh that there's that you are giving them something in order to get these benefits. I've attempted and, and will say failed, and that is to say that like I've started and run a couple of businesses, and in the end, I had to bail. I lost money on one of them, a significant chunk, and then I mm. spent the next you know eight years paying it off or whatever. But I didn't know, like I wasn't libertarian anarchist, you know that kind of thing. I just didn't know, and so I you know got a hold of a lawyer, and the lawyer's like, well, you can either do like a sole proprietorship, or you can do an LLC. You know, if it's just you, if it's you and a couple of partners, you might want to think about incorporating. You know, this kind of thing, and just sort of ran through the options with me. Never once was it mentioned that I didn't need to have some sort of you know, a uh, business uh, agreement in order to open a business account, which I eventually did because we did an LLC. Mm-hmm. And so then I opened an account at the bank under the name of the business and everything was hunky-dory. Well, or you could just do none of that. I mean, never consult the lawyer. I'm, I'm never. very interested in not doing any of that. Well, I mean, I, I ran a massage business without doing any of this. Nice. Yeah, just I ran it. Well, where it's there's a company. will, there's a way. I mean, you can make these things work. All I was saying was they've made it difficult. It is not as easy as it once was there to just go in. There are difficulties on one side and uh, easements on the other. I mean, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts on the way. Bring up whatever's on your mind on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us live Saturday show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Bigos Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You can go there and learn some of the basics about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Just click Get Started at the top of the page to begin your odyssey into the world of crypto. Uh, You can also, if you're not brand new, go to the news site and get the latest news headlines from across the world of crypto over at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. We were talking about corporations and the you know idea of running a business without getting a corporation which is absolutely something i support i think that's a great idea i just think they've made it harder than ever to do it a lot of these companies that would otherwise you know before the patriot act for instance have provided you with financial services they won't do what they used to do before i remember when i first moved here uh to new hampshire I was able to get a bank. I think it was TD Bank, so like a big, you know, corporate bank. I was able to get them to put a DBA on an account just by telling them. It's called a doing business as. Mm. So you can be Peakless Mountaineer or whatever your real name is, doing business as 
than whatever the name of the thing is that you're doing business as. So it could be a completely different name, not even... An, so, you, for you know. example, I could use my... Uh, I could be my real name doing business as Peakless Mountaineer. Right. It, yes. it, this is very common in franchises. So, you know, it's uh, Bob Smith's, you know, restaurant company doing business as McDonald's, doing business yeah. as Wendy's, doing right. business as, you know, insert restaurant name here. Mm. Right. And I was able to just go in there. I had already had a, you know, personal account. And so I was like, hey, what do I got to do to, you know, add a DBA, as they call it, doing business assets account. Oh, yeah, just tell us what it is. And then they added that to the account. And then I could take a check. In this case, for, it was for Free Talk Live. Because mm-hmm. Free Talk Live has never been incorporated. Right. There's no incorporation for nice. Free Talk Live. So I, 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 I'm That's totally awesome. with you on this. Back then, all you had to do was just ask for it. Then, years later, after TD shut down my account, and I tried to go to a local credit union and do this within this last decade... Uh, then it was like, oh, well, no, we can't just do that. I figured a credit union would be even more flexible than yeah. you know, a corporate bank. Was. No, we can't do that without paperwork from the state. Like, mm. oh, man, really? So now I got to go to the state, Secretary of State's office, look through whatever stupid paperwork I got to fill out just to, just to be able to take a check under the name Free Talk Live. So they've made it way more difficult. I mean, it's... We're in New Hampshire, so it's not the hardest thing in the world, luckily, because the bureaucracy in New, in New Hampshire is a little bit more navigable. It's a little bit easier to deal with the bureaucrats here than some of the other states out there. So yeah. here, the trade name form is like one one sheet. It's not a very lengthy uh, fill. But, you know, you still have to fill the damn thing out. you got to cut a check. you got to send it into the, to the state. Well, you got to wait for four make, weeks. The state and its outgrowths make it as difficult as possible yeah. to maintain any of your integrity. Yeah. What else is new? Yeah, that's all I was saying is it's harder now than it's oh, yeah. ever been oh, absolutely. Uh, to well, do this stuff. And, and this is one of those things where like uh, the argument against having government health care is like, OK, if you have the government running your health care, then they're going to start making demands of you. And they're yeah, kind oh, of yeah. reasonable demands if they're taking care of your health. So like, uh, well, you can't go to McDonald's. I mean, I doubt that specific one because McDonald's is uh, like the dole that they're on. But, right. but yeah, I mean, um, or, okay, well, you, you can't be doing this, you can't be doing that, because... Yeah, they're paying uh, it, the bill, they get to make the call. Exactly. Right? So if you're relying on them for your health care, then you have to do what they say. And I mean, as long as there are options, then okay, yeah, it might be a lot easier to be on uh, uh, Medicare for all if that gets, uh, uh, in, in you know, if that gets put out. It might be a lot easier to be on the the government medical system instead of your own, but there's a trade-off. So again, yeah, like, yeah the autonomy to make a choice, right. right? So yeah, sure, it's easier to to form a corporation, and it's standard practice. And I mean, to the point where so many people they they just do it automatically, and they never even like weigh the costs and benefits. Because like, I mean, there's time, there's money that you have to invest and in order to get a corporation and frequently it's not e- even worth the investment of effort and and money to do mm. that but people just do it automatically because it's culturally expected yeah and the belief is that if you do incorporate your business that you gain some legal protections for liability and things of that nature which those do kind of exist when you incorporate but do they apply Right. But just because they exist doesn't mean they necessarily apply to your business, your business model mm-hmm. or what it is you're trying to sell or service. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, unless you're a politically connected individual, then there's no guarantee that any of that stuff's going to apply right. because they can do what they call pierce the corporate veil, which is what they did to those guys that had the uh, 
the dudes in New Jersey, Belmar, New Jersey, they were making headlines in 2020, and they're still, you know, amazing activists. Uh, but they had this gym. Mm-hmm. It was called the Attilus Gym. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were opening up during the COVID lockdown. I mean, New Jersey's a crazy, you know, total statist hellhole. And so the lockdown was pretty intense there. And these dudes opened up their doors anyway. They said, come on in. We're going to have our members in here, you know, members only or whatever. You want to be a member? Sure. Here's the form to fill out. Uh, we're going to keep letting our, our members do their workouts here. And the government came in. They arrested these guys. They boarded up their yeah, uh, their windows. These dudes kicked in the boards on the, the doors, you know, that were trying to block people from coming in. Uh, they, it, there was this just ongoing nightmare that these people were facing. But they... They did it, and what ended up happening was they just kept on opening up. And so the state, after putting them in jail, and that didn't stop them, and then trying to board them up, and that didn't stop them, well, then they went after their bank account. And they took $160,000 out of their bank account, and then they ended up saying, we're now going to pierce the corporate veil, quote-unquote, because... We think you guys have money somewhere, like in your own personal bank accounts, because the whole idea of the corporation is to protect the uh, the people who are the fundamental right. you know, players from liability, not against the state. Well, state I'll came right what, in, well, took I'll what they you, wanted. I'll tell you one thing. If Attila's Jim had been a sufficient donor to the political class, then that wouldn't have happened. Because Probably, yeah. Because that's what we see with all of the corporations that they choose not to pierce the veil on. Yeah, it's it's yeah. favoritism is yeah. all it is to people who donate to whatever campaigns. And that's the thing. I mean, this is what happens when you're dealing with goons. I mean, yep. sure, if you kept up on your protection money, they probably won't, you know, break your shop. Unless they have a reason other than that that they want to break your shop. And then they will because they're a mafia. Yeah, and that's a good point. That's what this all really boils down to. So there really ultimately is no corporate veil if they want to throw it off and come right after you because they know who you are and they know you got money. And that's what they want. They want total control and they want money. And that's why, you know, I'm not optimistic to come back around to the original uh, topic. And and there shouldn't be a corporate veil in the first place. You should be responsible for your actions. Yes, for your actions as a human being. I I agree. But to to come back around to the topic uh, that I brought up originally is that originally you were cheering on this court for putting a stay on the vaccine mandate. And I said, don't get too excited. I will cheer on everything that slows them down. I'm not saying that this is the first part of bringing us to true justice. No, I'm saying this is slowing down our fall into absolute tyranny. And hey, let's slow it down while we fix it on the other side. Well, the Supreme Court's got a hearing set for January 7th. So, I mean, this probably hasn't slowed it down more than a week at most. I'll take a week if I can get it. 603-283-616. The South, you know, you're not going to be uh, free because of the courts. That's for sure. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupinerealestate.com It's Free Talk Live, and it is the New Year's Day edition. We're here live. You can join us. The 
number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the corporate obedience out there. These corporations are just a uh, leverage point for the government gang to enforce its various different mandates. And that's uh, the current mandate we're discussing is the vaccine mandate uh, that was put in place by the Biden administration. They announced it, I think it was in September. And uh, the gears have been slowly turning as challenges against it in various courts are being heard. The Supreme Court expected to hear a case about it next week, the very case that the lower court had said, oh, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. You can put a mandate in on people. So that's going up to the Supreme Court. We can tell you a little bit more about that. Then I want to get into suicide pods uh, on the way at some point tonight. Plus, Fauci and DARPA will talk about those things. The number is 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is raising funds, though, for Give Directly, which is the first nonprofit that actually allows you to give money directly to people who are living in extreme poverty. And when I say extreme poverty, we're talking about, like, Kenya, yeah. where people have to walk five miles to go and get some potable water yeah we're not talking about like you know oregon homeless Mm-mm. living in tents and getting fed by churches yes. we're talking about a place where one dollar goes a very long way very yes long. and in their past decade uh, of existence give directly has delivered over 400 million dollars to over a million people who really needed some help and research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives like employment nutrition health and education plus cash allows the individual to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations or or people from thousands of miles away choosing for them. So if you think that's a good idea, I agree. Yeah. And that's why Free Talk Live is matching your donations up to a total of $30,000. So if you want to help out, go to give.freetalklive.com, and you can do that there. That's give.freetalklive.com, and they do accept cryptocurrency, by the way, at give.freetalklive.com. That is kick-ass, no pun intended. We're going to go to uh, your calls and thoughts. Rob is on the line in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Happy New Year's. Hey, same to you. Hey, happy New Year's. Hey, uh, uh, did you guys hear that they've released the names on the lorry list from New Hampshire? Really? Yeah. We have to explain what that is. Uh, the lorry list has, until this week, been a secret list that the state of New Hampshire has been, I don't know how many decades they've had it for, but they've had it for a while, uh, that, uh, that it lists co- police officers who are allegedly less than honest in their dealings with the people. And this is a list that the Attorney General has been very protective of for some time. It has never been released publicly until now. And from what I understand, they've redacted some information from it, but there are something like 90 different names of ostensibly bad cops. So this popped up in one of our our chats, and it says the AG releases 90 names on the dishonest police list. And I read through it. And the thing that stood out to me was <laughs> there were only 90 names released, but there were 281 names on the list when the law went into effect. Oh, interesting. So they cleaned it up. Roughly one third mm-hmm. have been released. Uh, the reason that uh, only one third have been released is because apparently the state gives whoever's names are on the list an opportunity to hmm. sort of battle against it. I don't know if it's uh, similar to a court thing where mm-hmm. like but they can submit evidence that says, "Oh, hey, I shouldn't be on this list because, you know, I I I didn't mean to punch that guy in the face or something, you know, <laughs> whatever they're accused of doing." Um so, and there's some other like things that like allow the the police that are on this list to get their name taken off. Hmm. 
Uh, so, so it's kind of amazing that that third didn't manage to do so. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so, so uh, there were two different stories that came out on this. There was the original one that came out, and some names in that first batch were redacted because those individuals are in court cases, being sued, whatever the case may have been. Mm. But there's this news station that came out of New Hampshire called InDepthNH.com, and they came up with a story on December 30th. says Rochester Police Commissioner was on the public glory list, but then he wasn't. Right. And this particular news outlet was smart enough to when the list came out to where the names were not redacted. Yeah, I've got and, I've got the actual article right here, and it says there were 281 names on the list when the law went into effect. Some may have been duplicates. Senior Assistant Attorney General Jeffrey Ward said 29 names have been removed through the 2018 Attorney General's protocol that is separate from the new law, which requires a judge to determine that the name shouldn't have been on the list. Half of those 29 names were removed by the Attorney General's process since the law went into effect, Ward said. Other officers had 180 days to file in court seeking removal, depending on when their names were placed on the list. Criminal defendants are constitutionally guaranteed all exculpatory evidence, which is evidence that would be favorable to them, which could include a police officer's discipline for dishonesty, Mm -hmm. use of excessive force, or mental instability. If such evidence is withheld, a conviction could be overturned, even if it is discovered years later. So are they saying that the reason why there's more than 100 names on this list that are not on the list anymore is because they challenged it and they're in the process of challenging it? Not that those have challenged, like those have been finished? It's not clear, but they're insinuating Mm -hmm. that that is the case. Now, Robert, were you saying that the commissioner that uh, was not giving out this list originally is one of the names that was on this list? Oh, yeah. It says at the top of the page, it says Rochester Police Commissioner. Well, that explains why he didn't want to give it out, I guess. Right. But this particular news article, uh, you know, has posted in their their webpage here the list of all of the officers, you know, that were taken out. In other words, this is the original list that had came out. But when attorneys called the attorney general's office and said, hey, look, you're going to redact these names. Well... This particular news outlet was smart enough to where they copied and they saved that original, you know, uh, uh, list of officers' names Good before call. it got redacted. Really? Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see what the full list is because the only one I've seen was uh, was the 90 well, names. And so, in my opinion, of course, uh, this type of a thing comes out and it's like, okay, we're going to release a list of all the police that you know are are you know doing bad things, and I'm like, well, then you should just publish the list of all the police, right? <laughs> well, well, no, I think it's I think it's absolutely valuable to say even by their standards, these are bad cops. Like by our standards, the the fact that they're using force to harm people who haven't harmed anyone else is, is bad. But I mean, you can do that the the nice way or the mean way, and like even by their corrupt stand, like their standards are corrupt by ours. But even by their standards, these cops are bad. 
Yeah, I don't see anything about a uh, list that's longer than 90 days. Maybe I misunderstood what you were saying, Rob, but uh, I only see a no- sorry, 90 names. Uh, I only see the 90 name list here on indepthnh.org. It doesn't appear that they publish anything besides that. Well, and it's interesting to me too that we all know it as the Lori list and I'm assuming that's because it's named after somebody named Lori. There was some kind of case. Right. Right. Yeah. But they've now changed it to it's no longer called the Lori list. It's now called the exculpatory evidence schedule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rob, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate you bringing it to uh, to our attention. And if you want to join us here, whether it's talking about corrupt cops or whatever happens to be on your mind, you can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, let's talk about Fauci on the way here at Peakless Mountain. You've got a story about how apparently he had some kind of dealings with DARPA, which is mm-hmm. the Defense Something Research... Uh, Defense Advanced Research Project. Uh, uh, it's military, right? It's, it's in the article, but yeah, it's it's basically the Pentagon's research arm. Mm-hmm. And so he had some kind of deal he was trying to cut with them mm-hmm. about cooking up what? Uh, well, about gain-of-function research. And you'll tell us more about that on the way here. The number is 603-283-6160. And, of course, you are welcome to bring up anything on this New Year's Day edition of Free Talk Live. We are here live on this uh, Saturday evening. 603-283-6160. Of course, you can join us online over on our social media site. We've got our own social media website. It's a Mastodon system, which means it's an open source, more decentralized system. You can go to social.freetalklive.com and more coming up. Free Talk Live phones open here. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and the captain in the studio. Hey, wow, I really am here. Here you are again. And you'll be back tomorrow for the Sunday show, too. I'll be back. Uh, so, of course, you can talk about whatever's on your mind. Coming up, uh, Captain, you've got a story about 3D-printed suicide pods. We'll find out what a suicide pod is and why it matters that they're 3D-printed, I guess, on the way Maybe. here. I'm curious about it. I don't know. I've never heard of a suicide pod before, so curious about that. But first up, we're going to continue with this sort of COVID overarching conversation. We started uh, talking about the, the court cases, about the mandates, and now... Go back in time a little bit with uh, Anthony Fauci, the top goon in the medical establishment in the United States. Peakless Mountaineer, you said you've got a story that talks about his history pimping his services of, what, getting people infected uh, for DARPA, the defense bureaucracy? Well, of, of changing viruses. Tell me about that. All right. Uh, so it's a rather lengthy article. It's uh, from Newsweek. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be sort of uh, hopping around and sort of bouncing through it. Okay. Uh, but anyone who's interested, it's uh, the title of the article is How Dr. Fauci and Other Officials Withheld Information on China's Coronavirus Experiments. And it's a long one, but it is absolutely worth a read. But uh, all right. So first it uh, uh, talks about how the... Uh, uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, requests show that the uh, National Institute of Health was funding uh, research at the Wuhan uh, at the Wuhan lab, uh, in spite of the fact that uh, Fauci claimed that they weren't. Mm-hmm. Let's remind you also that this is the same guy who funded research that uh, put dogs 
in uh, into uh, I guess areas in which there were a bunch of sand flies that were then eating the dogs and they they like stricken them, the dogs from their vocal cords somehow so they couldn't call out yeah so the, uh, the dogs were effectively screaming out it's yeah. just that they severed their vocal cords so yeah. it's not to annoy the people mm-hmm. right so i mean this is the kind of sicko that we're talking about here well this is also the kind of sicko that kept drugs that would have helped aids patients yeah azt yeah Cheap, this is in the 80s. Cheap, yep. useful drugs that could have saved the lives of people with AIDS, and he knowingly suppressed them in favor of drugs that were more expensive. Like AZT. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, like uh, 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 Dallas Buyers Club is is all about that circumstance. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there there were cheap, effective drugs that uh, that kept people alive that were because of our our government bureaucracy were not allowed to be used and sold in this country. Yeah, there's something about uh, the medication that he was pimping for the AIDS patients actually killed more people than it mm-hmm. helped, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, but. killed more people than it helped. Um, the, the I mean, he was personally responsible for the, the AIDS craze in the sense that, like, you know, people had this just overblown idea of like if you are in a house with a person uh, who has AIDS then you will catch it or that you can mm. catch it from sitting on uh, a toilet, toilet seat. Right. Yep. Yeah, no, that. he was absolutely responsible for that entire fear-mongering campaign. Huh, so he's entirely weird. trustworthy and right. a good person. Right. While at the same time <laughs> keeping life-saving medicine away from us because that's affordable while pushing this medicine, you know, quote-unquote medicine that frequently makes people much worse but it's highly expensive Mm -hmm. and the thing is when you are scared you are willing to pay just about any price i mean what's the old saying who can put a price on their health Mm. but yeah so i mean if if we're going to talk about his record like this is nothing new for him right and so newsweek is digging in a little deep here Mm -hmm. but yeah so uh they they go into how um how the uh the the funding did in fact come uh, for this risky research did uh come from uh the NIH's uh National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases which he leads um and it's suspicious that it would have to happen in China right because i mean doesn't the Chinese government have an S ton of money that they can spend on things? So why do they need to get uh, this Wuhan lab? Why do they need to go over to the United States? I'm assuming to get for because this? it would be uh, frowned upon or illegal in some way for them to do it here in the, in United, the United States, States right. right? I would Which assume is, as much. And didn't the dog study happen in like North Africa as yes. well? Yeah, and it certainly makes it a lot uh, easier to avoid scrutiny by having it be in a mm, semi-hostile territory, right? So yeah, you have this outsourced to to China because I don't want you looking over my shoulder to see whether or not I'm. I mean. What this comes down to is you're creating bioweapons, but that's illegal. So if you do the exact same actions that you would take to create a bioweapon, but you say, no, no, I'm just investigating these these viruses uh, for for vaccines. I'm not trying to create a bioweapon. I'm just doing exactly what one would do to create a bioweapon so that I can, you know, find out how it works. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like a government to sort of change the words. They love using words. Oh, yeah. They love giving things new name. We just heard about a new name the government prescribed for something else, you know, a minute ago here. 
on the show, and so they love doing that kind of thing. My favorite, of course, is kinetic military action. Bombings. Bombing yeah. people, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and so you, you do find in those uh, in the, the documents that uh, were acquired through the FOIA request that not only he, but uh, his overseer, Francis Collins, who he specifically said was not engaged in neither I nor Francis Collins, blah, 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 blah. And if we were, we were doing it according to the right standards, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the documents quite clearly show that you and your supervisor were directly involved in this. Um, so uh, conti- the article continues that uh, uh, while Dr. Fauci takes the political heat, the revelations center on another figure in this drama, Peter Dazak, uh, D-A-S-Z-A-K, president of the private research firm EcoHealth Alliance, which received three million, uh, the three million dollar uh, NIH grant for coronavirus research, and subcontracted subcontracted the gain of function experiments to the Wuhan lab. So middleman. Yes, mm-hmm. and what a middleman he was! Mm-hmm. Like he is intimately involved in all of this. He's receiving millions of dollars from uh, of government money to mm-hmm. do this research in China. Um, the activities of Dajak and EcoHealth uh, before the pandemic and during it show a startling lack of transparency about their work with coronaviruses and raise questions about what more there may be to learn. EcoHealth, I mean, who could be against that? Ecological right. health? I mean, this is always good good things, right? Well, and this absolutely points to what a lot of us are, are seeing on the horizon, is that all of these measures that are currently being taken to protect our health quote unquote right will be taken to protect the environment yep yeah they're already telegraphing it Mm -hmm. they're already we mentioned just just the other day there have already been news stories out saying i forget who the source of it was but you know some government agency oh yeah if we can lock people down like we did with covid once a year or once every couple years for three months or whatever then that'll help the environment yeah Mm -hmm. and if people are willing to lock down for this cold then why wouldn't they be willing to do the same for the the earth well and and it's an obvious thing that okay if you're locking down for this look at how low our carbon footprint is during the lockdown Mm -hmm. yeah that's what they were saying so i just i was i wanted to know the quote because fauci himself had said something and i wanted to know the quote uh, it's from back in may and so i looked it up this is from the washington post at a senate hearing in may dr fauci said the nih has never i'm sorry the nih has not ever and does not now fund gain of function research in the wuhan institute of virology ah that true was, statement eco health is funding it after he gets well, no, 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 no. no hang on hang on they because- funded eco health doing research so they absolutely funded the research. But they didn't give the money to the Wuhan lab. He's He might be telling the truth there. Uh, he gave money to the middleman, and then the middleman gave it to the lab. On See? October 20th, so this was in May, he made that quote. On October 20th, the NIH principal deputy director, in writing, directly contradicted Fauci's uh-oh. quote. Uh-oh. Hmm. You decide for yourself. Gee, ain't that something. So, yeah, no, he, he directly lied. He didn't even bother to have a, mid, a middleman in this case. I'll tell you what's going to not happen to him. He's not going to get fired. He's not going to get demoted. He's not going to, you know, have his pension cut or anything like that. He'll probably get promoted after all this is said and done. Well, I mean, who can question the Pope of Science? Mm. To question him is to question science, science. itself. Yeah, that's what he the said. Science. He actually he said that. He is yeah. the human avatar right. of science. He is truth made flesh. <laughs> <laughs>
It sounds insane, but that's actually what he said with the, without the truth made flesh part. But yeah, the rest of it was exactly well, no, right. that's fun. And he is yeah. nothing of that. <laughs> no, absolutely. To question me is to question science yeah, is to insane. question truth. Yeah, it's to question their religion. Oh, is I'm what sorry. It is. I thought science involved questioning yeah. how things work. That's the difference between science and the science. Ah, the science I is see. their new religion for, you know, it's like a secular religion. The number here is 603-283-6160, which is, of course, what the state is. 603-283-6160. We're going to dig further into this coming up with uh, more on Fauci, and your thoughts are welcome on Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour here of the live Saturday show. Also, we are here on New Year's Day, the very first episode for 2022. So welcome to it. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Uh, and you're welcome to join us. You can bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. Still to come tonight, 3D printed suicide pods. They're legal in like... Switzerland, I think. We're going to find out what that is all about here. Uh, but with you tonight, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the captain. And Peakless, you've been getting into a story from Newsweek about uh, Anthony Fauci, the uh, the top medical goon in the United States. He's got a long, ugly history of doing terrifying things to people and dogs and probably some other things we don't know about. Uh, but uh, you're getting into some of the details as to what kind of an arrangement he ended up having with DARPA. We haven't gotten to that part of the story yet, but uh, the first part of the story is just kind of identifying some of the other lies that uh, that he's told. So let's continue with that. Yeah, so this uh, this talks about a uh, fellow named Peter Dajak, D-A-S-Z-A-K, and uh, EcoHealth Alliance, uh, Basically, a middleman who ran money between the NIH and the Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. Some $3 million from the NIH mm-hmm. to uh, go to the Wuhan lab and perform this research. Uh, from the start, Dajak has worked vigorously to discredit any notion that the pandemic might have been or could have been caused could have been the result of a lab accident uh, when the media was it's first. It's not an grappling. accident if you do it on purpose. <laughs> uh, when. When the media was first grappling with the basics of the situation, Dajak organized a letter in the prestigious medical journal The Lancet from 27 scientists to, quote, strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin, Hmm. unquote, and got himself appointed 
to the World Health Organization team investigating COVID origins, where he successfully argued that there was no need to look into the Wuhan Institute of Virology's archives. So when this COVID thing first started hitting the television screens, the news cycle and all that kind of stuff, the speculation was all over this. They're like, oh, yeah, it came from Wuhan. Of course, it came out of this lab and like it started infecting, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, I, no, 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 that's not. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are experiencing a rapid version of what I have grown long accustomed to, where like, sure, in little basements across the country, we will be talking about things like, yeah, you know, they can turn on your camera with without even having the little light go on. Yep. And, you know, if someone outside that basement heard you, they'd be like, conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. And then half a decade later, it's on the news. Or less than that, like a year or two or six months even. Uh, for those of you out there who have a conspiracy theorist friend uh, and you haven't apologized to them, you should do so immediately <laughs> because they were right more than they were wrong about to, most uh, of this stuff. I want to go to the phones here. We got Reverend Ratspeed calling in. I think he's in Nevada. Go ahead, Ratspeed. Hello. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to apologize ahead of time. I am currently sick. My voice sounds like Leonard Cohen, so excuse my way I sound. All right. Um, I wanted to ask. Um, I've been personally trying to weigh the dichotomy between the two speculative theories, one of them being the evidence pointing to gain of research, uh, gain of function research, and the other theory, which is that the fatality rates and the mortality, you know, the, the virility of the virus is lower than they're making it appear to be. And, I, and the reason why I'm weighing those two sides of it, I'm, and I haven't come to any conclusion, is because it seems odd to me that if 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 there is what if if the pandemic was the result of gain of function, what would the use be of of somehow synthetically fraudulently raising the the statistics of mortality and hospitalization, and then the opposite side, which is well, if they are trying to uh, make it appear that more people are dying and, and, and everything from this virus, why would they need to have this conspiracy of, of um, gain-of-function research? And and I haven't come – I was just wondering what your thoughts might be on that because I haven't come to any well, – I got a real simple conclusion. thought on that. So they create this thing in a lab. Um, it They release it. They tell you it's much more deadly than it is, and that lets them scare everyone – and the reason for all of this is twofold and very, very, very simple. Money and power. So money comes from the fact that uh, in, in very much the same way as people do not bat an eye when you spend an unconscionable amount of money on war, people will also not bat an eye when you suddenly print up a third of the dollars in existence mm-hmm. because of this pandemic. So uh, so the money angle is is a big part of this. And the other angle is control. So look at all of the things that people are willing to do, the the control and power that they're willing to give to a man like Fauci when he suddenly decides, you know, one mask isn't enough. Yeah, and we were speculating during the break too, Red Speed, about how it's very rare that it's talked about uh, how the United States has sort of transitioned from the military-industrial complex to the military-pharmaceutical complex now mm. since okay. COVID yeah. has happened. And so medical tyranny takes a whole different flavor 
to tyranny than the industrial complex form of tyranny. Right. And I, I go back to my godfather, George Carlin. He's not really my godfather. I just I think he's my spirit animal. I go back to him and he says, you know, when tyranny comes to the United States, it's going to be dressed in smiley faces and Nike sneakers. It's not going to look like it did in Nazi Germany or in the gulags or in Soviet Russia. It's going to look different, but it's coming. And I think what oh, you might here. be struggling with is I think you're giving them more credit than they deserve in terms of how powerful they are. I mean, when you are trying to create a super virus, you are struggling against a- an extraordinary system in the human immunity. I mean, it's just Which, not that easy to create that enormous of a bioweapon. And then let's also right. consider so, the, the Hegelian dialectic. Mm. Here, it's that, okay, suddenly they've made these, we'll call them vaccines, for lack of a better word, and uh, they're maybe kind of effective, I don't know what he really knows, but all the side effects that are happening from them are treatable by drugs that these drug manufacturers just happen to Unless have. you die. Well, now, of course. If I may, if, if I may interject real quick, does yeah, anyone please. remember uh, the, the videos from 2020, January 2020, of the people running down the street in hazmat suits in Wuhan, spraying down the streets with chemicals. Yeah, totally Does insane. Remember those videos? Yeah, yep. spraying people yeah. down with chemicals. Weren't I they, saw that. Weren't they like boarding up places and sealing yeah. people in yeah. with like plywood over like a business, claiming and that, kind that of stuff? people were you know dying in the streets? Which of course none of these things actually happened outside of Wuhan. So the whole right, thing was actually, probably just total government propaganda from the Chinese government, right there. No, no. Now, here's something interesting that it's just an aside. If anyone can go to you, well, anyone can go to YouTube and they can go to Ararang News, which is a, uh, a Korean news uh, outlet. And I specifically, and I still have screenshots of the times when Ararang News, which is the established news in Korea, showing uh, thumbnails and pictures of people having collapsed so supposedly from this virus. So, and which turned out not to be true. And it's like we thought it was the zombie apocalypse. Where mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. more of like a cold. So that kind of makes me wonder, it, do you think that the spraying down of the streets was an actual theater? Genuine, a, was it theater or was it an actual like, oh, no, we made a mistake because this stuff is hard to control? Well, or do you think it was like a combination? Well, Maybe it was a mistake. But I, I now at, that they made the mistake, let's 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 profit off of it. Cue bono. Who benefits? So who benefits from these images of, you know, running around in hazmat suits, spraying people down? Well, that sure scares the tar out of absolutely everybody now, doesn't it? The state benefits from that. Exactly. As soon as you are terrified, you will go to a quasi-parental figure to tell you what to do. And they've been doing that for the last two years now. Thank you, uh, Ratspeed. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. And, and if you think about it, you know, all these other governments of the world, these gangs, they all really benefited from the Chinese government propaganda in that mm-hmm. case because it really did whip up fear like nothing else I've, I've seen. Uh, there's more coming up here. We got more on Fauci. And, on and I will say just real quick, uh, judging from what I've seen in these so-called vaccines, I think that the vaccines have made this virus much worse since its release than when it was originally released. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts here on Free Talk Live's Live Saturday show. It's 
Free Talk Live. Phones open here if you want to join us. Live Saturday show on the very first day of 2022. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You know what I don't like about 2022? What's is that? that? It's it's pronounced like 2020 also. Yeah. That does not bode well, Captain. It does concern me. However, I would like to point out that it is followed by 2023. Ooh, I like the way you're thinking. That's good. So, stuff. I mean, I I do think that it's uh, it's the darkness before dawn. I think that this is. I mean, since it's New Year's, I'm going to go ahead and make a project a prediction and hope I'm wrong about the first part. I, okay. I think that this is actually going to be worse. I think that uh, that we have seen nothing yet in terms of uh, of tyranny. Uh, I think they're going to do everything that they did faster, harder, and worse. And then at the end, we will win, and they will have nothing left. Love it. Uh, you know, we're going to have to go through the darkness to get to the light. The storm is uh, going to likely get a little worse. And, and, you know, you look at the last two years, and you can see that uh, it hasn't gotten better in a lot of places. Australia, for instance, has quarantine camps right now. So sad. Uh, they're talking about doing the same thing in New York. Whether or not that ends up moving forward, we'll see. Ooh, fun fact. Uh, uh, DeSantis, in his uh, passing the law of, like... Uh, oh, oh, Florida, right. Yeah, of, uh, oh, you won't have those vaccine uh, mandates here. Um, well, he snuck into the law that they absolutely can quarantine you. They could force vaccinate you. I saw that. We yeah. talked about that last Last night, I think. Ah, nice. I, I, I must have been the second half of the show. Might have been two, two nights ago. Ah, anyway, anyway, yeah, they, they, it's right in there. It's just, you know, not the first part of the bill. Oh, apparently. you mean DeSantis isn't our superhero? No. Almost yeah. like politics is not going to be our salvation. Indeed. We're going to go uh, back to uh, your calls and thoughts, though. First up, Sarah is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah. Um. Yes. Have you guys ever heard of Oligo Technology? O-L-I-G-O, and it's concerning vitamin absorption. No, I have never heard of this. Uh, what is it? Doesn't that literally mean evil technology? Hmm. But, what, is that Greek or Latin? What do you, what do you know about that? Is, that? is that, do you know the root word? It's actually, um, it's actually a technology. It's, um, they got a patent on this. But what they do is they wrap the vitamins um, with the protein and fiber molecule. And that does help with the absorption into the body. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think it, it, it does work. It is effective. Yeah, okay, just, yeah, I, sorry. I, I was I was, uh, I was was mistaking oligopoly for cacistocracy. <laughs> um, so, uh, Oligo means you. few or little. Yeah, oligopoly this, is uh, ruled by very few. Cacistocracy right. is uh, ruled by the evil. So, sorry about that. They, they claim uh, it's patented uh, the way they bind minerals to organic compounds, uh, oligofructose complex, to mirror the way they are naturally found in plants. The result, oligominerals are scientifically proven to provide up to four times greater absorption than the minerals in leading grocery store brands. So, they, they're doing something to, you know, uh, give a little uptick in vitamin absorption. So they claim. Now, we have no idea if these claims are true or correct. Uh, are you a, Allegedly. Are you a representative for the company that has patented this, uh, Sarah, or are you holding stock with that company? Um, actually, I'm just, I'm just a consumer. I'm just a customer. Uh-huh. You know, my friend, uh, he's a representative. So oh, I just, oh. I just, uh, and so this is a okay. uh, network marketing company, right? 
Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So uh, I I don't know a whole lot about this particular company. Uh, the uh, The corporation is called Melaluca. They've been around for uh, for a long time. They're one of the more, I guess, well known network marketing companies out there. Um, so you are somebody who believes in this particular product, right? Oh, that's correct. Why? I, I Why do you believe it? it? Just because he told you something about it, or do you feel like it has helped you in some way? Well, you know, the thing is, I have been taking this, and I do feel the difference. Mm-hmm. I do feel the difference between the other vitamins. I would have to take three capsules as opposed to one of these, and it does work. It does kick in a lot stronger, and I just, um, I've also noticed that my my muscles and my thighs and my arms, they, they um, they're really strong, and they you know they, they you know taking you know, vitamins really doesn't make you strong right that uh, you have to actually have to work out in order for that to happen well uh yes. if you if you're vitamin deficient you will be weak hmm. uh in fact that's how vitamins were discovered was a, a thing called berry berry which literally translates to weak weak uh which hmm. uh, happened because they had just uh established the use of uh polished rice or white rice um, because culturally white was considered a uh, a more pure and good and divine etc et thing but the thing about polished rice is that it lacks all of the natural uh, vitamins as we know them now or vital amines uh, that uh, brown rice has so that that was actually how they discovered these vital amines was through uh, vitamin deficiencies causing weakness so uh, so what you're saying, uh, Peakless, is that if you are deficient, you will be weaker than if you are not deficient, mm-hmm. but still, you generally want to actually, like, exercise, right? Well, like, taking vitamins go- isn't a solution to, uh, to, you know, being strong. Well, uh, that depends, actually. So if your weakness is caused by, uh, by uh, vitamin deficiency, then taking vitamins will be the solution to being weak. Hmm. Wow. Oh, there you go, uh, Sarah. You've actually got a pill you can pop that'll make you strong. How about that? If you yeah, if you're vitamin I, deficient, I, I've also tried their uh, their um, Saint John's Wort. Their their Saint John's Wort is got this oligo technology, and I could really feel it. The, all the Saint John's Wort I've ever tried, I never felt any happier. I never felt any different. It was just a waste of money. But with this thing, I was feeling happier. My mood was changing, and uh, it's very powerful. And I think this company, they have about 40 patents, yeah. I- I'm sure. Well, or maybe all of these corporations that are in the, this particular field, you know, some of them are pretty scammy. Others, they may actually have a legitimate product. They may actually have legitimate technology. But really the question is, have there been any independent studies done on this stuff, or has it all been commissioned by the corporation? Well, and with uh, this particular company, they don't disclose their prices until after you've created an account. Oh, mm. nice. Uh, they have a disclaimer that says, uh, located in terms of use, Metaluca states that, uh, f- it does not warrant the accuracy and completeness of the materials at this site. Metaluca may make changes to the materials at this site or to the products and prices described in them at any time without notice. The materials at this site may be out of date. Metaluca makes no commitment to update the materials at this site. Information published may refer to products, programs, and services that are intended for use only in a specific country. It may not be used or relied upon in any other country. Uh, yeah. it, this article that I pulled up goes on to say it's had some complaints uh, you know, just to be devil's advocate, uh, they have a few issues that consumers have mentioned in reviews, uh, but the complaints consist mostly of having to become a member 
and something about uh, being a member gives access to products. But there's a minimum payment that customers have to make to stay a member, mm-hmm. and that's the complaint that most folks have against mm-hmm. this particular company. Yeah, thanks for the call uh, tonight, Sarah. She's definitely somebody who has been taken in by, I believe, network marketing companies in the past. They're very persuasive operations. And again, I'm not saying this tech tech is fake. I don't know. I've, n- I've never looked into it. I've never even heard of it. But a lot of these companies, they don't really have a whole lot to, uh, to back themselves up that are independent as far as studies are concerned. Usually, they sell their products. It's a, it's a big problem with nutrition in general. Yeah, yeah. usually they sell their products based on people like Sarah who believe in the product and therefore where they have a good experience with it, but they don't actually have any real like studies to back it up. It's just all case studies and personal stories, which it's not the same thing as a scientific study. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here if you want to join us, 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever is on your mind here at the live Saturday edition of the show. we got more on uh, Anthony Fauci coming up. That's uh, We're going to get back more into on. Yeah, indeed. Uh, although he seems pretty pretty intelligent, right? Like he's yeah, been I able wish, to. I wish I wish Anthony Fauci was a moron. He's been taking advantage of uh, people for a very very long time, and we can continue with him. But also, three uh, D printed suicide pods. That story's on the way. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. But first, I do want you to know about Intercoin. We've been telling you about how they can help any business or organization launch their own currency, and raise money using their own token. And Intercoin has its investor token available now worldwide through an exchange, which is called XMarkets, exmarkets.com. You can sign up there with just an email address and keep your privacy intact. You can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies there, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. Buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. We go to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, David. I want to demonstrate some more uh, interesting facts about judges in uh, New Mexico. Right. New Mexico is notori- n- notorious for being in government uh, ne- nepotistic and incestuous. And um, uh, in previous episodes of your show, I brought up uh, a co- one question in particular. Uh, judge John J. Romero Jr., a longtime judge in the state of New Mexico, now retired, who failed. Uh, either negligently and or maliciously to follow the instructions written by Roderick K. 
Kennedy, uh, Wexler, Bustamante, and Kennedy uh, in my unanimous decision win against uh, M. Monica Zamora at the New Mexico Court of Appeals. Now, one specific question about Judge John J. Romero Jr. in the state of New Mexico. John J. Romero uh, entered the UNM Law School, which is kind of a center of this nepotistic, incestuous activity, mm-hmm. in my assessment, over 14 years of studying them quite closely. So he went to UNM Law School. He, he was admitted and he graduated, give, given a diploma, and then the New Mexico bar admitted him to the bar. And then mm-hmm. the, uh, the uh, state of New Mexico, through whatever mechanism, the uh, AOC, the Administrative Office of Courts, or somebody hired him as a judge, or somebody appointed him as a judge, and he met the qualifications. However, previous to becoming a judge, or previous even to becoming a lawyer, Judge John J. Romero, Jr., who illegally trafficked my children, as I proved in that decision, um, was an air traffic controller. Hmm. And he was, he volunteered to be an air traffic controller and to receive compensation. And in that air traffic controller contract, there was a no-strike clause. Okay. That is law. It is not a private business. He broke the law when he went on strike with PATCO and was fired by President Reagan. Then he went and became a lawyer and a judge. Now, in some, in, under ethics, if not law, how do you become a lawyer and a judge when you blame violated federal law. That's an interesting question. Uh, was he convicted of violating the law or just fired from his job? Fired from his job. There was a law that says you cannot strike, and he struck, mm-hmm. and he was fired. Now, mm-hmm. if, and that's an ethical, if not a legal, violation. How do you become a lawyer and a judge if you did that? Well, like you said, you got to know the right people. And I suspect that, and thank you for the call tonight, I suspect that if you brought this up to the Bar Association, they would come up with an excuse to protect their own. Right. And when it comes to governments, this statement is almost universally true, if not universally true. And that is, the cost of being wrong is never paid by the wrongdoers. That's right. So in this case, David's talking about from New Mexico... The guy did do something that violated, you know, ethics or even, you know, legal terms. He violated some sort of law, but nobody prosecuted him. That's right. And thus, he never had to pay. There's no record. There's no, ultimately. Yeah. I mean, there's no criminal record. Right. There may be the record of him being fired from that position, but I'm just saying that's probably what they would say, right? right? Like if this were brought in front of the Bar Association, they would use some kind of excuse like, oh, well, you know, he was young, he was in this uh, this organization, uh, he violated the rules, but it wasn't a criminal violation, so he's been a good judge, we're just going to keep him sitting right where he is. And that's even, what they, they'd say. Even in like egregious violations, you know, a policeman, you know, assaults somebody out of the blue for whatever reason, and, you know, they get prosecuted. And let's say, you know, the person who was violated wins the court case against this officer. The officer doesn't pay. No. Taxpayers pay. Taxpayers pay. So the wrongdoers are never held accountable for doing the wrong. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. Kind of reminds me of legislators that uh, knowingly pass unconstitutional laws that the courts eventually, after someone can prove that they have actually lost something, so they don't get thrown out of court, and they go through all of the whole thing and say, oh, yep, that was an unconstitutional law, which 
the law doesn't even get removed at that point. Correct. And it certainly doesn't ever go- come back to the person who passed a law against the Constitution, giving them the authority to pass laws. They don't even get removed from office, let yeah. alone charged with anything. Right. Which, hmm, sounds to me like that is literally a conspiracy. It is. Let's get back to uh, Fauci, where there's definitely a conspiracy going on. Indeed. More than one, it seems Indeed. like. What else did you want to share from the Newsweek story about his so, skullduggery? So, uh, what Dajak didn't reveal at the time was that the Wuhan Institute of Virology had been using the NIH grant money to genetically engineer dozens of novel coronaviruses discovered in bat samples, and that he knew it was entirely possible that one of those samples had contained SARS-CoV-2 and had infected a researcher, as hmm. he conceded to the journal Science in a November 17th interview. Uh, Sounds like a smoking gun of sorts. Yeah. It does, in fact. And the trouble began in uh, May of 2016 when EcoHealth formed the, informed the NIH that it wanted to conduct a series of new experiments during the third year of its five-year grant. One proposed producing chimeras, which uh, that just means a combination between two animals, hmm. uh, made wow. from one SARS-like virus and the spike proteins, which are the which the virus uses to infiltrate animal cells, of others. And so they're looking them. to make a chimera a, vi- a virus. Precisely. Okay. Precisely what they're doing. They're taking two very different strains of virus. Okay, well, this virus is deadly and this virus is infectious. I'm going to put the infection agent of this virus, which is what the spike proteins are, onto this virus. Let's see what happens. You know, for, for, for the good of all mankind. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like they're playing with Legos. Mm. <laughs> and testing them in humanized mice, which had been... What geni- is that? Good okay. question. Uh which is mice that had been genetically engineered to have human-like receptors in their lungs. Interesting, because I've always opined that Fauci, uh, his appearance is that of a mousy man. Hmm. Hmm. And a traitor to their people, I I guess. I wonder if he's related. That does make me wonder. And I am having a little bit of uh, Douglas Adams flashbacks here. I've got the flashback to that uh, 80s series V, The Visitors. Where they'd eat the mice, they're mousey. Mm. They'd eat them whole. Do give a mouse a vole out of your pocket. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, these mice that have been genetically engineered to have human-like receptors in their lungs, making them better stand-ins for people. Hmm. When such novel viruses are created, there's always a risk that they will turn out to be dangerous pathogens in their own right. Another risky experiment involves the MERS virus, although MERS is lethal. Um, it killed uh, less than 900 people, and both experiments seemed to cross the gain-of-function line. NIH program officers said as much, sending Dajak a letter asking him to explain why he thought they didn't. And what is the gain-of-function line? Well, I wasn't well really so when you cause a virus to have a new function, uh, okay. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. And especially what they're pointing at is if you take a virus that doesn't infect humans and you get it to infect humans, you know, you like a bio-warfare thing, mm-hmm. then you cross the gain-of-function line. And so they accused this guy of doing that and asked him to answer for it, basically? And I'll have to tell you what he said when we come back. All right. More coming up here. Uh, 603-283-6160. If you want to comment, you can join us. It's Free Talk live free talk live phones open you 
you want to join us, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. want to say thanks to Garbage Man, who is a Free Talk Live supporter via the AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com. we got a, our own Patreon now. We used to do our kind of roll-your-own AMP program where we had our own system. We had our own credit card processor. And then the credit card processor decided they didn't want to deal with us anymore for some reason after more than a decade of having no issues whatsoever. Operation choke point. No customer complaints whatsoever. Could have something to do with the FBI raid on our studios. Uh, Who knows? But they got rid of us. And so we had to blow up the old system and now we got the Patreon over at amps.freetalklive.com. So thank you, Garbage Man, for joining us a silver level uh, supported there that means he's doing five bucks a month isn't that great though that like something that you put a bunch of time and effort into you know a decade ago to make go and make happen you know i've done this with like bands right you mm-hmm. put up a band website and you're like oh we gotta sell t-shirts somehow and like you know deal with like an e-commerce or a paypal button and yep. write that code into your website and you have to go through all this stuff just to like sell a freaking t-shirt right you right. know and now you've gone through that with like all the old and like now you don't have to do that because there's somebody else who's done it all like for you and it's easy for you to plug in and, you know. Yeah, it would have been nice system. if we didn't spend $20,000 on web development trying to do, <laughs> do it I, ourselves. I, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I agree wholeheheartedly. It Much, didn't exist when uh, Patreon didn't exist correct. when we started AMPs. Right. right. But so now some time has gone by and technology's yeah. improved and yeah. now yeah. there's an app for that. That's true. Yeah, that there's nice. even uh, competition because a lot of people uh, got shunted off by Patreon. Oh, yeah. Um, one of my favorites is Locals. Uh, they, they're carrying a lot of the people that uh that patreon kicked out okay so. good good to know uh, I'll, I'll ask you about that again if uh, patreon gives <laughs> us the axe we'll see how many years this one Would lasts not for surprise me uh so you can bring up whatever you want the number 603-283-6160 we've been talking about uh, anthony fauci and some of the dirty dealings that has been uh, been going on under his administration under his uh i guess tutelage in the federal government, and he's got some sort of agreement with this middleman named what was his name? Dajak. Dajak. D a s z a k. And he uh, is Eco Health Alliance. He is taking money, uh, millions of dollars from the federal government, and using it to do research of a questionable sort on uh, whatever it is they're doing in the Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. So uh, both experiments seem to cross the gain of function line, and uh, his reply. Uh, in his reply, Dajak argued that because the new spikes being added to the chimeras were more distantly related to SARS and MERS th- than their original spikes, he didn't anticipate any enhanced pathogenicity or infectiousness. Okay. Uh, he offered that uh, if any of the uh, if any of the chimeric viruses began to grow ten times better than their natural viruses, which would suggest enhanced fitness, EcoHealth would immediately stop all experiments, inform the NIH program officers, and together they'd figure out what to do next. Apparently they're figuring that out. Lock people down, destroy their liberties. Well, to their surprise, the SARS-like chimeras quickly grew 10,000 times better than the natural virus, flourishing in the lab's humanized mice and making them sicker than the original. Hmm. They had all the hallmarks of a very dangerous pathogen. 
and the Wuhan Institute of Virology and EcoHealth did not stop the experiment as required, nor did they let the NIH know what was going on. The results were buried in figure 35 of EcoHealth's year four progress report delivered in April 2018. Are you guys familiar with Star Trek? The trouble with tribbles, specifically, yeah, vaguely, yeah. I think these I saw little, that these little furry creatures, and they just start they multiplying, and multiplying, yeah. multiplying yeah. until they overwhelm everybody and everything. That's what this right. sounds like. Yep. And while they didn't report this to uh, NIH, uh, uh, the NIH didn't investigate either, and signaled its enthusiasm for the project by granting them another seven and a half million dollar five year renewal. Hmm. As damning as the NIH grant documents are, they pale in comparison to another EcoHealth grant proposal leaked to the online investigative group DRASTIC, in all caps, in September. Uh, In that 2018 proposal to the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, a Pentagon research arm... EcoHealth sketched an elaborate plan to discover what it would take to turn a garden-variety coronavirus into a pandemic pathogen. They proposed widely sampling Chinese bats in search of new SARS-related viruses, grafting the spike proteins from those viruses onto other viruses they had in the lab to create a suite of chimeras. Then, Isn't that what they were already doing? Oh, so they went to so they DARPA had, with they the th- had these viruses mm-hmm. that they had grafted these spikes onto, yeah. which made it ten thousand times more virulent mm-hmm. and worse symptoms. But they 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 wanted more viruses to do this with, mm-hmm. they need, and they, more money. They need a bunch of new bats with other viruses. Okay. Well, no, they already had the new seven and a half million dollars. Yeah, but now the they're NIH. going to DARPA. So they're going to DARPA doing the same thing and saying, hey, we're doing this research. We could do it for you. We were researching, you know, because we were doing vaccines. But hey, don't you want us to find out what it takes to create a pandemic Mm -hmm. to actually create the pathogen that would cause a pandemic? Uh, one, let's see, uh, so yeah, and it included uh, getting a whole bunch of new viruses and doing this all over again and testing them on the humanized mice. Uh, one of the one piece of the proposal was especially Strange Lovian, uh, which if if you haven't seen uh, Doctor Strange Love, I suggest it. Uh, for years, scientists had known that adding a special type of cleavage site, quote unquote, to the spike could supercharge a virus's transmissibility. Although many viruses in nature have such sites, neither SARS nor any of its cousins do. EcoHealth proposed incorporating human-optimized cleavage sites into the SARS-like viruses it discovered and testing their infectiousness. Such a cleavage site, of course, is exactly what makes SARS-CoV-2 wildly more infectious than its kin. Hmm. Okay. That detail was the reason some of the scientists initially suspected SARS-CoV-2 might have been engineered in a lab. And while there's no proof that EcoHealth or the Wuhan Institute of of Virology ever actively experimented with cleavage sites, and EcoHealth says that the research was never conducted, the proposal makes it clear that they were considering that step as early as 2018. Hmm. Uh, and the, that was in their proposal to DARPA. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the NIH and EcoHealth have asserted that none of the engineered viruses created with the grant could have become SARS-CoV-2. On that, everyone agrees. <laughs> the viruses are too distantly related. But the detailed recipe in the DARPA application is a blueprint for doing just that. 
with a more closely related virus. Hmm. Well, I mean, the government agency would never lie. So oh, obviously we that. should totally believe uh, what they're saying here. And I'm, uh, I'm having a little bit of... Uh, they can always be trusted to do the right thing, too. Always. No matter what. When have they ever done the wrong thing? I can't name a time. I'm having trouble I reading my notes here, but uh, long story short, DARPA said it was too dangerous. Wow. Yeah. The military actually turned them yeah. down. Yeah, the Defense Advanced Research Project, yeah, the, the, the research arm of the Pentagon said, no, that's too dangerous. <laughs> wow. What they so were they already to, doing. Yes, what mm-hmm. they were already for doing the for the National Institute of Health in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They they took these plans and said, hey, we should expand. They took them to DARPA, and DARPA went, no, there's wow. no controls on this. This is too dangerous. Wow. So let's just take everything you've told us thus far, Peakless, uh, as a fact, right? That this is what ha- – and, and they didn't do research to, you know, create the, the COVID-19 or whatever. But it came from somewhere. So perhaps something that they were doing did mutate. And then it became infectious to humans. Maybe. Or I think what they want people to believe is it just happened on its own, which could have happened, right? Like, I mean, we are just talking about a mutated cold, right? I mean, the coronavirus, the cold is a coronavirus. It's true. And what they're saying about this new um, Omicron variant is that it's basically got the symptoms of a common cold. Yeah. So... That's what everybody's freaking out about. There's literally people now standing in lines. There was a news story the other day about people passing out in lines because they were waiting for hours outside just to dro- just to go and get tested for this thing, yes. even though it's like not even wow. as serious as the who's, previous one, which wasn't that serious. Who's clogging up the health system now? Apparently, uh, not the, the system itself because they fired a bunch of nurses. I'm just saying that it's ironic that there are people who are, you know, this... Mm, fear driven yeah it's crazy to a point where you know they used to say oh it's the unvaccinated that are gonna clog up well and now it's the people who are after the next booster that are clogging up the system in this case people are just lined up for testing i mean in my like miles long of lines from what i can tell so yeah, to uh, finish this up, DARPA rejected the proposal, listing among its shortcomings the failures to address the risks of gain-of-function research mm. and the lack of discussion of the ethical, legal, and social issues. But they just went right on forward. Even DARPA thinks that what you're doing is morally wrong. The number is 603-283-6160. Now, is suicide in a suicide pod morally wrong? And I think some people have an opinion about this. We'll get up to it in uh, Hour 3 coming up. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a forward by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour here. New Year's Day edition of the show. Live Saturday show, as always. We're here seven nights a week, so whatever the day is, Christmas, New Year's, we're, we're always here. To take your phone calls, if you want to join us, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. Coming up 
We're going to get into what is a suicide pod. And now they have 3D printed suicide pods. So I guess they were a thing before they were 3D printed. Now anyone can have one. <laughs> so uh, we'll see about that. And uh, with, technology. W- with you tonight, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And I'm the captain. So you, you can comment on anything we've been discussing tonight or bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. Let's get into this story, though. Oh, it's, um, it's happening over in uh, in Europe somewhere. Switzerland. Apparently Switzerland. somewhere in Europe you're allowed to bear arms against a sea of troubles. I don't uh, get the joke. What's that a reference oh, that's, to? Uh, it's a reference to the uh, Hamlet bit where he's contemplating suicide. Oh, Whether it is wow. nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to bear arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them. Got it. All right. Thanks oh, for clearing and, that up. Uh, and quick shout out to nobody. I was going to say, you you made me think there, oh, wow, if, if nobody were on the show, he would have totally gotten that one. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is from Disclosed.tv. 3D printed suicide pods are now legal in Switzerland. Hmm. All right. And so I read this headline. I'm like, all right, I have to check out this article because, like, are there regular suicide pods that are legal? There are must there, be. you know, was, was it just the 3D printed ones? And why Switzerland? And, like, so many questions. Uh, a 3D printed capsule is set to revolutionize assisted suicide. They put quotations around the word revolutionize. It may be legally operated in Switzerland. This is according to an expert opinion obtained by Exit International, the organization that developed the Sarco machine. I don't know what that is. And was first reported by Swiss Info. In 2020, around 1,300 people died in Switzerland through euthanasia. They were cared for by the two largest euthanasia organizations in the country, Exit, uh, no connection to Exit International, and Dignitas, D-I-G-N-I-T-A-S. The, How do youth in Asia kill so many people? Not youth in Asia, euthanasia. Oh, oh, oh that was a great Meg- Megadeth album. Yes, it was actually, <laughs> yeah. as a matter of fact. I think they spelled it differently, though. Um, no, actually, I think they spelled it the same way. But, really? Yeah, I believe so. I don't think they spelled right Megadeth that. differently. Yeah, <laughs> M-E-G-A-D-E-T-H. No, they spell it differently. They spelled it Y-O-U-T-H. Oh, that's A-N-A-S-I-A. right. They put the word youth in yeah. the front. You're right. Uh, at any rate, in 2020, around 13, we covered that. Uh, they were cared for by this organization. The current common method is, uh, this is for assisted suicide or suicides. Uh, the current common method is the ingestion of a liquid sodium pentobarbital. Okay. After taking the drug, the person falls asleep within two to five minutes before slipping into a deep coma and dying soon after. The Sarco capsule offers a different approach to peaceful death without the need for prescription hmm. substances. Really? That's what it says. Just suffocates you? And there's a... Uh, <laughs> like, what you, how does that I work? I don't know if I should read this now or... This is a... Because there's some text here with a picture. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. The capsule is mounted on a device that floods the interior with nitrogen and very quickly reduces oh. the oxygen content from 21 down to 1%. Wow, so you whip it yourself to death. The person feels... A- <laughs> <laughs> Devo song has a new meaning now. It's not too late to whip it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nitrogen... Whippets aren't nitrogen. Yeah. I thought whippets were CO... No, no, no. No, no? it's nitrogen. Uh, the, the way it works is that uh, it... Uh, it. Oh, it's NO2, right? Yeah, it, okay. uh, it, yeah, it right. blocks up the receptors that would be uh, absorbing oxygen. Mm, okay. So and you it, get high. 
Yeah. Or uh, die if there's no oxygen coming later, right? And this is what a person goes through. The person feels a little disoriented and may also feel slightly euphoric. Yeah, yeah. Before losing, you will laugh yourself to death in this case. Before losing consciousness. The Joker whole, approved. <laughs> <laughs> the whole process takes about 30 seconds, according to the article. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Death occurs from hypoxia and hypocapnia, a lack of oxygen and carbon dioxide, respectively. There is no panic, no feeling of suff- suffocation, uh, oh, wow. Nietzsche added. Wait, uh, the guy's name is Nietzsche? Yeah. Nietzsche. Yeah, I know. Irony. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, th- now... It's Philip Nietzsche, founder of, <laughs> of Australian registered company Exit International. Uh, the text that I skipped over with the picture says, it's a 3D printed capsule that can be activated from inside... By the person who wants to die. Right. Because you can't have someone else do it. Otherwise, the courts consider that to be murder. The basically. machine can be taken any place. Uh, it's portable, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can Could be, be used more than once, I presume. I presume as well. Although, like, I know people who are, like, leery of buying, like, a used car because, like, grandma had a heart <laughs> attack in it or whatever. I wonder if you'd be leery of, like, buying a used suicide capsule. I mean, it would presume, presumably you would know it worked. Right. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's the one it's the one time where someone died in it is a, 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 it's a feature selling, rather yeah. than yeah, a bug. You're like, you're like, oh, that's, that's the good one. I don't want the used one that didn't work. Right. Right. You know the broken one. I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want that pod. No one died in it. The rest of the text here says this can be an idyllic outdoor setting, or for example, in the rooms of a euthanasia organization. And they have a little bit wow. of a uh, they have a little bit of a sales video here. It looks like it's on Vimeo. I, you know, I won't go into that. I think this actually wins my prize for most dystopian thing I have ever heard. I just want to mention that if you or someone you know is struggling with depression or has had thoughts of harming themselves or taking their own life, and they want to get help, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five twenty four seven, and it's free. Or if you've made up your mind, you can just go download the plans for the Suicide Pod and. Print it out. Now, I, do you have to have like a really large 3D printer, I imagine, like an industrial size 3D printer for this? I don't know. I would imagine that you could just piece this together, mm-hmm. you know, in sort mm-hmm. of a, you know, a part piece by piece fashion. Yeah. You know, Lego style, if you right. will, Lincoln Logs, something, you know, but like more advanced. I mean, this is fascinating. You called it dystopian. But well, I mean, it, it, it simultaneously reminds me of Children of Men yeah. and of Futurama. Tell me more about that. So I've, Futura- I've never seen. Uh, I've seen Futurama here and there. Children of so Man the, is a the movie. Fir- the very first Futurama episode uh, uh, strongly features a suicide booth. Oh, okay. Children of Men is a movie where um, women can no longer become pregnant. Huh. And oh, except for this one, <laughs> except for this one woman who who can or does, and and then the movie is about you know how does that occur? How do they keep? You know, other people from, you know, something like this were to happen, like they're going to get mobbed if they find out. And there's a war going on, too. So it's all very I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else who hasn't seen the movie. Yeah, but uh, part of it involves a uh, like it becomes socially normalized to uh, buy suicide pills. Hmm. I think this is great news. 
uh, that people can do this now because, yeah. you know, previously you had to find somebody who is a medical professional and be in a place where it was legal for, you know, suicide to happen because otherwise the doctor's not going to help you with that. Right. You know, because they don't want to go to prison. And I think, is it Oregon State that's the only state still in the United States where, or did they, did Washington oh, like join them? the Kevorkian law or yeah. whatever. Was that Oregon or Washington? I, th- I think it was one of, one or the other of I those states this, but I don't. Yeah. where it is legal to have doctor assisted suicide. Yeah. And, you know, now you've got a device that anyone in theory can print and build yeah. on their own time. And as long as they can find some, uh, you know, the, the, what, nitrogen? That's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, plug the nitrogen canister into this thing, press the button on the inside, and it's good night forever. Well, and yeah. like, I'm not saying that this is itself dystopian. I'm saying that this is such an extraordinary indicator of dystopian times. Because, I mean, we, we shift culture according to our needs. And apparently our needs right now are to be able to, I mean, exercise the most powerful form of disassociation. Of opting out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone has the right of association, which implies the right of disassociation, and this mm-hmm. is the highest form of that. So okay, I'm not but, against it, but it does indicate that, like, wow, what is going on Let's in this visit world? a couple more benefits of this thing, right? Because there, there's some things that, you know, this does that, well, traditional forms of suicide, you know, aren't... As cool. Let's talk about the benefits. Yeah, uh, that's, that that's not a great thing. That you've identified here in moments, Captain. That's uh, on the way. If you want to join us with your thoughts on the suicide pod, and especially if you're one of those people who is against suicide for everybody, I want to hear from you. 603-283-6160. Yeah! Free Talk Live, the number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about suicide pods that are 3D printable. You attach a canister of nitrogen, I presume, to this thing somehow, and then you can press a button from inside of the unit. It administers the nitrogen, basically eliminating oxygen from the chamber as you breathe it in, and uh, within 30 seconds, apparently you are dead. According to the story uh, that you've got with us here, Captain. Yeah, it's called the Sarco, S-A-R-C-O, capsule. And, I mean, you basically covered what it is. It's it's this futuristic looking... It, it kinda, looks really amazing. It kind of yeah. looks like a cryogenics pod from yeah. like a science fiction movie or it series or something. It looks exactly like a cryogenic pod yeah. from multiple <laughs> science fiction settings. But uh, we wanted to talk about... Except that instead of, you know, having, like, liquid nitrogen that freezes your body, it's gaseous <laughs> nitrogen that kills you. Yeah. yeah. We're going to continue, because you said there's some benefits to this, Captain, and we're well, going to get into that. At least one, it's a pretty cold big body that we way. haven't talked about. But. We'll, we'll get into that coming up here, uh, but first I want to go to Joe. He's in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, how you doing, What's everybody? on your mind? Hey, Joe. Good. Happy What's up? New Year, and Captain Kick-Ass, and Nicholas Mountaineer. Nicholas Mountaineer. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas. But it's Nicholas to you. Saint Nick. He does look a little Saint uh, Nicky. Saint Nick. Anyway, I, go ahead. I am not without a Saint Nick, thank you very much. Santa Claus. Right, I am one of the few adults who truly honestly believes in Santa Claus, thank you very wow. much. All right. I just believe in Santa Claus the way most people believe in spiritual entities, as sort of a non physical thing that occasionally possesses people. Wait the spirit of generosity. Very good. Whoa, whoa, there anyway. isn't a Santa Claus? 
What are you talking about? <laughs> I, hey, I, I, not, I am not saying that. I'm saying most adults don't believe in Santa Claus. But you do. I do. Damn right. Quite firmly. So, Joe, what were you hey, calling what, you about? You think they just decided okay. to get you all this cool stuff? <laughs> saw your show last night with you and Bonnie and uh, the dog's name. Uh, Coconut. With a C. Coconut. Coconut, yeah. Coconut's a co-host? Uh, I tried to call, and I tried to type, but I'm not good on a computer, so I couldn't get in. Then I typed Happy New Year on something, so I hope you guys got it. Thanks, Joe. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, because your show's great. I really appreciate you guys. What were you calling about tonight? Gals. Okay, uh, poor misguided Sarah from New Mexico. Now, I already told her that Trotsky was a, his name's Leonard Trotsky, so she could look it up, was right up there with Stalin, and he was right up there with um, Lenin. They didn't like him because he says, you guys aren't doing a revolution right. And he went to Mexico, and they had him executed. He got an axe to the back of his head. Oof. That, yeah, that's true. You can look it up, but it's public record. Then, with uh, what's his name, Castro, mm-hmm. his uh, number one man. He was from Venezuela, a doctor, Sekovara. Uh, he told Castro the same thing. He said, "Look, you're exploiting the people, just like uh, Batista was. You're supposed to get down here because he was right in the factories helping the people and stuff like that." Castro said, oh, you are a great leader for the communist revolution. I'm sending you to Bolivia with eight men, and I want you to conquer Bolivia. Well, naturally, they were killed. That's what a communist will do. Now, here's the key thing. Historians say, now, you know how bad Hitler is. They say he was responsible for 15 million deaths. Number one was Mao Zedong. They say he's responsible for over 100 million deaths. Mm -hmm. And then number two is uh, Stalin, and he's responsible for over 25 million deaths. So these people, the communists, said she worships and thinks so great. She's like in a group home and stuff like that, and she has uh, different inconveniences in her life. And they wouldn't let her or her friends in a group home live unless they could do bulwark, and then they would get the meagerest of subsistence until they just died. I'm sorry, who that was living in a group home? I missed what you were saying. Sarah. What's that? Who was living in a group home? I missed that part of what you were saying. Isn't uh, Sarah in a group home? No, oh, she uh, she was in a welfare house before, and she's moved oh, okay. into uh, she's living in a uh, trailer, I think, with a with a guy and you know cleaning his house and uh, oh, or something like that in return for rent. Okay, that's good. So yeah, she's she's kind of in a she's kind of in a bit of a better place in her life as far as her circumstances, oh, her. but she's still a communist and she still believes that she can absolutely use force to get her way uh, or have the government right, gang right. use force to get her way, and it's sad. Yeah, she said it was okay to be slaves. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. She, and she thinks it's okay to kill people that, you know, ultimately dis- exactly. disagree with her. She wouldn't yeah, do it. She just wants to have other guys do it for her to make the world a exactly. better place. Yeah, but they would kill her because they would say that she doesn't have much use. Yes, yes, they would. And she doesn't, she doesn't I don't understand think, that. Yeah. I'm trying to help her out. Well, I wish she was listening, Joe, but I don't, uh, I don't know if she's here in the is. conference. Maybe she well, is. Maybe well, that is standard there, operating there, if practice. You're still, if you're still listening. 
I mean, like the the, the people that bring about these socialist revolutions always get killed at the, when they succeed mm-hmm. because yeah. they're revolutionaries, and the new government doesn't like revolutionaries. Right. Thanks, well, they, Joe. They, Go ahead. Okay, I'll tell you about what they. I'll call it tomorrow or something. And tell you about what they do to the like uh, bottom tier revolutionaries after they get in power. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I definitely appreciate right, it. That's thanks, Joe Cullen from Maryland. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. We are on on Kiva in Albuquerque on the weekend, so she may actually be listening to this show. I think a lot of the time she just calls in because she knows she can. Mm. You know, She's not actually listening to the show because she has no internet. We've got a couple of callers who don't listen and yeah. only call. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, I don't mind because she usually brings up interesting topics. Today was actually pr- pr- a pretty bad call from her about the, the network marketing uh, thing. But usually she's she's got some weird story or whatever, and it gives yeah. us in a, you know the opportunity to, to comment on it. So thanks for the call, Joe. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, suicide pods, they're 3D printable. They're now apparently happening in Switzerland. The story that you had is all about Switzerland where they believe that there's no laws that prohibit it. Right. But how could you be prohibiting someone from 3D printing a death pod or a suicide pod in their own home here in the United States? Uh, you couldn't. Yeah, that's the whole yeah. that's the brilliance of this story is that now you don't have to go through some sort of doctor in order to get a suicide assist. You can literally do it yourself. Well, but I mean if it's illegal to to print those things up and depending on what exactly is illegal in your country like your your server might have the plans for 3D printing this thing and thus might be breaking a law especially if you give those plans over to someone or uh, on the other side they might say okay well since you've got these plans you need to track who downloads them and give us the IP address of these people so that we can bust them and go aha so you've got this much of this uh, pod made hmm. and now we're going to put you in jail where we can make it harder for you to kill yourself i mean they're made, they they are having a difficult time stopping people from 3d printing guns i suspect they're going to they have a difficult they time can't even with stop people from downloading music so yeah. like i mean these plans may not be hosted in the united states they may be hosted in switzerland they may be hosted elsewhere there may yeah, be torrents but downloading music doesn't keep you from ever paying taxes again the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. These plans are likely available from places outside of the United States, if that is indeed something that they're cracking down on here. And I mean, we this is the first time we've even heard of Suicide Pods. So, I, I would uh, call them the ghost of Kevorkian. I suspect the government gang here doesn't even know that these things exist yet. There's more coming up, uh, plus the benefits of yes. Suicide Pods on the way. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live New Year's Day edition, live Saturday show. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Lord Doctor, Reverend Captain Kickass, with possibly a future ambassador on the way. Are you a suicide doctor? I am not. Not yet. I'm a suicidal failure. <laughs> you like suicidal tendencies? I do the band, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the song of theirs, a suicidal failure. It's all about this right? guy. Yeah, it's like I'm a suicidal failure. I got to have some help. <laughs> I've suicidal tendencies, but I can't kill myself. It talks about like how he fails repeatedly to actually pull off wow. killing himself. Well, he didn't have the 3D printed suicide pod when that he song came out. It's true. Uh, this is new technology that is very interesting, and we're going to continue the discussion. Of course, you're welcome to join us. The number is 
603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. So, you know, we've we've discussed and, and assisted just a, suicide. And just a quick note on uh, on failing to uh, suicide. I honestly go back and forth on the uh, the Norse belief that uh, like th- their belief was that your time of death is absolutely written in stone. There is right. nothing that you can do to bring it any faster or any later. And, you know, under that, if you, you know, print one of these out and you hook it up and, you know, it just doesn't work. It well, wasn't it meant wasn't to. wasn't your time to go, hmm. uh, which made them incredibly fierce in battle because you were indestructible and, well, immortal until, until it was time, until yeah. it's time to go. And I honestly go back and forth on that, having heard so many stories about people failing to kill themselves in a various number of ways. Well, and that's a great segue, because traditional forms of suicide have detrimental effects to those who fail. Jumping off of a building, for example. Someone's got to clean it up. Has Well, okay, yeah, there's the cleanliness factor, yeah. right? Somebody's got to clean it and deal with it and, you know, oh, right. you know, what did he have? You know, is he contagious with something? You know, all this kind of stuff plays into that. But also there are people who try and fail and they're left either disfigured or in a wheelchair or brain damaged yeah. or, you know, this, and they survive, but in what sort of quality of life? Yeah, so, it's sad. So this is what I mean by benefits of the suicide pod. Like, it's well, clean. except that by depriving your brain of oxygen, if you do manage to survive, you can end up with long-term brain damage and still not be dead. Yeah, uh, that's what I was okay. going to say. Presuming this thing is as effective as they say it is, right. and, you know, there's not a leak in the chamber or something like that. It's just enough to keep you alive, but depriving you of oxygen and doing long-term damage. But so. pre- presuming it works the way it claims yeah. it does, it is clean, right? You don't sure. have to you don't have to worry about you know like a big splat you know that kind of a thing, right? Uh, you could just throw the whole pot out if you wanted to. You could, well, <laughs> and honestly, the process sounds pleasant, which is yes. why I'm against it. I actually kind of like this. Yes, why? I'm pro life. In the general sense of that. Not so am the, I, but but I think that you should be free to do with your life as you please, you including know, I don't it. like it being any... I agree that you should be allowed to do that, mm-hmm. but I kind of liked it being difficult. Mm, okay, so I, what you're saying. I kind of liked the idea of, like, if you, if you decide to take that path, you know it's not going to be an easy one to at least get there, because mm-hmm. most people are doing it in order to make things easy. I mean, sure, but you know, if I if I'm given six months to live or five years to live, but I know that it's going to affect my quality of life, I'm not going to be able to communicate or make my own independent choice, use the bathroom. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be able to live like a human being. Right. Then I would want an option. You know, I would want to be able to go in a way of my choosing, if you will, in that particular set Instead of circumstances. Instead of them trying to keep you alive as long as possible and then suffering underneath whatever circumstances. Right. Sure, I just don't like the incentive changes Because all. it's just a different method, right? Suicide has been around as long as mankind has been around, near as I can tell. Sure. So this is just a, a technological improvement in the methodology of doing that, because if... You know, if this gets outlawed or somehow banned or whatever, people are still going to be able to commit suicide. There's plenty of bridges. There's plenty of buildings. You can jump in front of a bus, you know, all these kinds of things. But I mean, you know, with, you know, a, a great fall, there's the possibility that you might just have broken legs at the end of it. And so if you're going to take this shot, then you kind of, you know, you're taking a bit of a gamble. And with a lot of these things, I, I kind of like the fact that, like, 
if it is that important, you're willing to do a terrible gamble. And look, I'm I'm not saying it should be outlawed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're just saying it's disturbing to yeah. you. Yeah. If like, you know, grandpa's going to die and he wants to choose his own way, I would much rather something like this than like shove grandpa off a bridge. <laughs> right. This is a compassionate yeah. uh, option. As you said, this could actually be pleasant. It's essentially a nitrous trip on the way out. Uh, the door, it's just you never come back in this particular case. Uh, so I, I support it from that aspect. But look, let's look at the two different, there's two you know general categories of people who want to suicide. There's the people who are in terrible pain, they're terminally ill, their life sucks because of that, and they just don't want to be a burden on their family or whatever, right? Like they, they want to go. But then there's the people who are depressed. And these are the people who arguably shouldn't do it, right? The people right. who... For whatever reason, somebody broke up with them, they lost a job, or whatever it is that sent them down into the spiral of depression, and they start considering suicide. They don't reach out, and they actually go through with it. Uh, those are pretty tragic circumstances, and yes, this would allow them to do that easier without having to consult, uh, presumably, with uh, with really anybody, as long as they know how to use a 3D I, I don't agree with folks committing suicide because of depression. Uh, the one thing I've learned about depression is that no matter how depressed anybody ever gets, it always gets better if you live through it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, socially speaking, I think that those are worlds apart. Like, sure. And specifically, say goodbye. Have a conversation with the people in your life. Don't just spring on them that they will never see you again. That that punishes people for having cared about you. Well, sometimes is, that's what the people opinion, committing suicide are after, though. And, and I think it is the most cowardly act that one can commit mm. is to suddenly spring on everyone who cared about you the worst possible thing uh, in proportion to their caring about you. That's that's awful. That is an evil act to perform. Yeah, having conversely, having... if you if you say goodbye and you have those conversations and you know give them a chance to talk you out of it to Mm -hmm. make peace with the fact that it's going to happen before it suddenly gets sprung on them yeah having counseled teens with well problems um i can say that sometimes that is exactly what they're after is to punish like their parents for example society Mm. you know oh they'll miss me when i'm gone you know that kind of a thing that's exactly what they're after so it's not they're they're not really motivated to kill themselves as in ending their life. They're more motivated to punish the people mm. who've hurt them. And, well, and since I can't blow up the planet, I'll do the next best thing. Yeah, the Joker mentality of some people just want to watch it all burn. Right. The absolute bitterness of it. Now, to come back to what you were saying, Peakless, about having a conversation, encouraging somebody who's in that circumstance mentally to actually reach out and talk to people, obviously that's something that you want them to do. On the other hand, if they don't keep, if the person they're talking to doesn't keep that information private, if they go and tell the police or something like that, then you get a involuntary uh, commitment, and that can actually push somebody even further down yeah. into the world of in, you know insanity and, and frustration. So you got to be real careful who you talk to mm-hmm. about those sorts of uh, feelings, because yeah, I don't think putting somebody into a commitment is necessarily well, think, the best option for well, them. And I think that this is an incredibly immature way of of dealing with this. And I think mm-hmm. that our society should grow up like, yes, this is unpleasant. This is uncomfortable. But the fact is that there are people who don't want to live anymore. And to make it illegal is causing more problems to make suicide attempts illegal. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. like every other overreach, just like every other time that you claim someone else's property, mm-hmm. in this case their body, as your own. 
you're not solving any problems. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so as as unfortunate as it is for anyone who is in a circumstance where it's just depression, that's you know they don't have a terminal illness, something they could get better from, and they do utilize a technology like this. Obviously, that is a sad uh, circumstance. But even in that circumstance, it's still better because no one has to clean up the mess. You know, I mean, this is definitely a technological advance that is is welcome, and it's putting the the ability to end one's life into anyone's hands. And in the same way that we should be able to print three D print guns and decentralize that technology, yep. to decentralize this technology is also an important step in the right direction. Uh, as sad as it can be, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. If you want to weigh in, though, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here in the remaining moments. We've got enough time for you. If you want to comment, whether it's on the suicide pods, the 3D printable suicide pods. Now, I did look around, at least in an initial search. I couldn't find the plans for these things. It might be that this company is doing the 3D printing and they're keeping the plans to themselves uh, at the moment. But this you know, could leak out at some point. Uh, so we're going to continue. Of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and the captain in the studio tonight. Uh, don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, we've got RSS feeds available for you. Just go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to them there. You take that feed, you plug it into your favorite podcast client, whatever that happens to be. And then uh, you'll get our automatic, you know, episodes as soon as they come out, right? Download it straight to your computer or your cell phone device. So head over to feeds.freetalklive.com. We go to Hal calling from somewhere. I don't know where. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'm in Texas. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Hal? I was just curious. Uh, I was thinking that when I was waiting on hold, I uh, got to thinking about uh, Julian Assange and... Uh, he was thinking about suicide, uh, came up. Uh, of course, it's more, it, it, the thing that interests me is, of course, the, the news on, on uh, Julian Assange, because I didn't hear, I haven't heard anything recently. Uh, the recent, well, the most recent news was not good, and that was that the appeal that was done on the decision from earlier this year, not this year, last year, early 2021, the court in the UK decided that he could not be uh, extradited, but then that was overturned on appeal. So now the UK court has ruled that he can be extradited. However, it is the UK, what they call high court, that is not the same thing as their highest level court. So this can be appealed and, of course, will be appealed. So he has yet to be turned over to the custody of the United States. But unfortunately, there has been another step taken towards turning him over to the United States. Yeah, thus far, they're just slowly torturing him to death. Yeah, well, he has uh, come down with, oh, what was it that he did? Something like some sort of health condition afflicted him recently, and I don't remember... Oh. Uh, a stroke. Yeah. He had a yeah, stroke he uh, while he was in jail. Shortly after the hearing, I believe, t- uh, for this. Yeah, he had a stroke. He yeah. had a stroke, and they they thought it might relate be related to a, a vaccination or a, a uh, mRNA shot that uh, he didn't maybe want. Okay, well, that's the first I'd heard of that speculation. Other people thought it had to do with just the fact that the decision was made to you know send him to the United States, and that that might have uh, weighed in with some stress. 
But again, they can still appeal the decision at this point. There's one, at least one more level of courts that they can appeal to. So this may be the last stand. Did you know the the law? My understanding here, the essence of it is, it's like we're the enemy. The uh, 1917 law, the the way it is, is like okay, he's a spy. He's going to be prosecuted as a spy, and he's been he informed to the enemy, and of course he told us. Uh, the American and the world. So I guess we're the enemy since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So he, he told, told the well, truth. I, he, I wish I was smart enough to have thought of that, but I heard it today. Uh, uh, anyway, so yeah. So, you know, the law and all that, I didn't know anything about it, but, that's but good... yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, he got his information from, uh, what, uh, what did I, I heard that also today? He got, originally got his information from, was what was the source? Chelsea Manning source? Uh, was the case in, that they are prosecuting him for at the time. She was known as Bradley Manning and right, was in right. the military. He, he got his information. Did he not get his information from from some other source? Some some source. Well, Wikipedia some, or sorry, WikiLeaks has a, a myriad of sources. I mean, WikiLeaks has yeah, been p- publishing yeah. a, a ton of different documents from government gangs all around the planet. I mean, the Chelsea Manning situation was just one of of many uh, publications that they've made. It was one of so the ones that made the U.S. government the, the maddest. Now, my understanding, they were a hundred percent accurate on everything that was was uh, fed through. Yeah, oh their... yeah, the, the U.S. government isn't saying that they were lying. <laughs> they were telling the truth, yep. and that's why they're coming after him. Yeah, you're right. Wikipedia does have 100% uh, accuracy rate. You mean WikiLeaks? Uh, WikiLeaks, sorry, Wikipedia. <laughs> I was just looking at Wikipedia. WikiLeaks, or Wikipedia does not Wikipedia, have however, does not. WikiLeaks yeah. does, yes. Hal, anything else uh, you want to share? Go ahead. Yeah, very important. I, got, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, you think, uh, you know, if, if you, you guys are... Uh, part of uh, New Hampshire or something or trying to start the session. You know, if you thought, if you, this, uh, you think the totalitarian government that's trying to, it's uh, well on, well on its way or however you want to put it, maybe they're already here. They're going to leave you guys alone up in New Hampshire. If you, you know, I mean, here's the way I see <laughs> We're it. not worth it. They're already not leaving us so, alone. I mean, they raided our studios. If there's a solution, I'm not, of course, I'm not smart enough to really elaborate on this, but but you guys can help me think about this over over a period of time. I've been thinking about it for years. Here's our only solution to our dilemma. It involves uh, people doing what they what you hear about. I mean, you hear it from all kinds of people talking about you know leaders and and uh, and people on uh, talk shows and such. You guys is talking about uh, people need to come together of uh, like-minded people who want uh, freedom and such, at least want to keep our rights, you know, uh, the right to speak without being censored and the right to... Yeah, uh, that's definitely the solution. And Hal, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. That's step one, though. Step one is getting people together of a like mindset. And thankfully, that is a process we've been in the midst of for 
roughly two, not quite two decades here. The Free State Project chose New Hampshire in a vote out of 10 candidate states, and I think it was October of 2003. So we got another couple of years before it's finally been 20 whole years since New Hampshire was chosen, but we're close. And uh, people have been moving here ever since that choice was made. Some people uh, came real early, like Dave Ridley. I think he moved up in like 2004, 2005. Yeah. And uh, ever since, we've, we've seen thousands of people migrating here to New Hampshire, people who actually care about freedom and liberty and actually understand the non-aggression principle or libertarians, voluntarists, libertarian, you know, uh, liberty-loving anarchists. That's step one, is getting those people to the same geographic area. And in our case, it's a relatively small one. So, I mean, you actually traveled here tonight from Concord, mm-hmm. Peakless Mountaineer. So it's, uh, you know, it's it only took, what, an hour and 10 minutes or something like that? Mm-hmm. Roughly an hour and 20 minutes maximum? I think you're on the other side of Concord from... Uh, yeah, a little us. over, a little over an hour and twenty. Yeah, so I mean, t- it's easy to travel around New Hampshire. Yeah, when New Hampshire is not a large state, so and it's and even though it's a small state, it's also highly accessible as far as the political system is concerned. Uh, Bonnie just formed an organization called Decriminalize Nature. It's a, she's got the chapter here in New Hampshire. She announced it last night on the uh, Freer Talk Live, and I was just telling her like when you call these state reps because she's new to New Hampshire, she's not, she's not done this before. But like when you call the state reps, you usually get to talk to the state reps. You call them at their house. You call their cell phone number. They don't have a secretary or something. Right. There's no you know worst Almost case like they're human beings. Yeah. I mean you, sometimes their kid will answer the phone because you're calling their home phone. You know, it's like, you know, put, can you put your mom on the line? And I would like to point out that it's uh, a lot of it's the work of people like uh, uh, Snowden and Assange that uh, gets people to lose the the illusion of legitimacy for the that, state. Yeah, yeah. That, the, that the government has that attracts them to becoming part of a legitimate moral community like we have. And then there's straight up tyranny like we've seen in the last couple of years with the COVID crackdowns. That has attracted more people here than anything. If there's a if there's a bright spot to the to, you know the COVID crackdowns, it's the fact that more people are moving to New Hampshire who are are ready and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, than has ever been the case. Twenty twenty one lit a fire, yes. if you will. Well, I also would like to point out the the massive increase in homeschooling, which is, I mm-hmm. mean, it's a it's a more of a long term thing, but that is also a huge bright spot in in this very dark cloud. Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about the you know the future generation. You know, uh, will we see liberty in our lifetime? Well, I hope so. But if not, we best start educating our children so that they can see it in their lifetime. Well, check out educationfreedomnh.org. It's a really nice looking site that explains these new education freedom accounts that New Hampshire has launched just within, I think, the last year or so. And these things are actually allowing people to take some of their taxpayer dollars back and actually educate their kids on their own. uh, It's cool. Real quick, I found out why you can't find the plans for the the suicide oh, pod. the Sarko? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sarko. Uh, it hasn't been released yet. It hasn't been published. Ah. They're going to do some testing this year, 2022. Okay. Uh, and so uh, the the inventor, Nietzsche... They're looking uh, for volunteers he, for the testing. <laughs> he says that uh, <laughs> the pod is safe and will deliver painless deaths. He expects no surprises during the trials. Uh, held at the Swiss clinic, et cetera, and so on. Responding to criticism, he says that uh, Exit International will print the Sarkos plans in a book that his nonprofit distributes with methods on assisted dying, which will be restricted to people over the age of 50 who are of sound mind or seriously ill. Mm. Somebody's going to scan that book, and it's going it's to be available uh, wide. But very interesting tech. Out of time for tonight. You can join us tomorrow night online. In the meantime, head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy your first weekend of 2022. We'll be back tomorrow night with the live Sunday show. See you then.